Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arkli and this is today's tech briefing. Later in the program, I'll be talking to Dhruvil Sangvi, co-founder and CEO of Loginext, about automating the delivery of everything from burgers to online purchases. That's after these headlines. Crypto startups in India are jubilant after the Reserve Bank of India told banks on Monday that its 2018 circular that was set aside by the Supreme Court in 2020 was no longer valid from the date of the apex court's decision. In that circular, the central banker had told banks to not facilitate crypto transactions. Blockchain and Crypto Assets Council, formed by a group of India's crypto companies within the Internet and Mobile Association of India, a lobby, called RBI's clarification proactive and welcomed it in a press release yesterday. The crypto lobby said its members have also set up a self-regulatory code of conduct which lays down that all crypto exchange members shall voluntarily comply with the AML, CFT and KYC and other company and taxation laws. A formal board comprising eminent jurists, technical specialists, and fintech compliance specialists is being set up to oversee the implementation of this self-regulatory code. In parallel, IAMAI has also suggested that the government should regulate crypto assets through an act of parliament. According to IAMAI BACC, there are 15 million crypto investors in India who have invested more than 10,000 crore rupees or about 1.3 billion dollars in cryptocurrencies. Yellow Messenger, an AI-based conversational consumer experience technology provider, has teamed up with LogicServe, a digital marketing company, to offer customers solutions that exploit the combined expertise of the two companies. Yellow Messenger is a platform built for large enterprises to deliver real-time, on-demand, unified customer experiences. The Bangalore startup has more than 500 global enterprises as customers in 27 countries. Customers include Asian Development Bank, Domino's, Schlumberger, Sephora, PepsiCo and BMW. It provides services in more than 100 languages across 35 channels for text and voice. Hello Messenger is working to make innovative technologies like no-code conversational AI platforms and voice assistants much more accessible to more businesses and organizations. The adoption of conversational AI is growing around the world. Cognigi, which provides a low-code conversational AI platform that can be used flexibly across a range of applications and geographies, has raised $44 million in fresh funding that it will be using to continue scaling its business internationally, TechCrunch reported yesterday. Cognigi supports 120 languages. It can be used in external or internal service applications. It can support voice services but also chatbots. It provides real-time assistance for human agents and usage analytics or fully automated responses. It can integrate with standard call center software and also with RPA packages. It can be run in the cloud or on-premises. The Series B funding was led by Insight Partners with previous backers DN Capital, Global Brain, Nordic Makers, Inventures and Digital Innovation and Growth also participating. The Dusseldorf-based company 
has previously only raised $11 million and spent the first several years of its operations bootstrapped, according to TechCrunch. In venture capital news, WEH Ventures, an early-stage VC fund, has announced the launch of its second fund of 100 crore rupees to continue supporting startups focusing on India-first problems. Fund 2 is a successor vehicle to WEH Ventures' maiden early-stage fund launched in 2017, which has seen class-leading performance, the fund said in a press release yesterday. WEH plans to invest in 18 to 20 startups at an early stage and back them over multiple follow-on rounds. WEH Ventures has been the first institutional investor in the majority of startups it has funded so far, and it aims to maintain this approach. Investments which have already started from the second round include Unbox Robotics, warehouse automation startup that uses plug-and-play Swarm Robotics to improve package sorting productivity, a direct-to-consumer brand, a community-first app, and a gaming studio. The fund started by Deepak Gupta is, a sec- is sector agnostic and invests in solutions which are built ground up for solving problems primarily targeting the Indian economy. Some of the prominent companies from Fund 1 include Small Case, Pratilipi, Trell and Animal. In IT services news, HFS Research, a well-known IT consultancy, is organizing a virtual symposium on the future of the industry in the pandemic economy and beyond. In its latest study, 97% of C-suite executives aspire to achieve a one-office organization, HFS Research said. Almost overnight, one office has become the have-to-have business environment to operate and compete effectively in this virtual pandemic economy and beyond. The event will be held live on June 8th and 9th. Engage in real-time through audience Q&A and gain access to an unrivaled peer community of thought leaders and professionals. You can expect challenging discussions and lively debate among expert analysts, senior practitioners and services industry titans who participate in symposium sessions. You can find the agenda on hfssymposium.com. In more IT services news, Accenture, one of the world's biggest consulting and IT services companies, has promoted about 47,000 employees including 525 managing directors, according to a tweet by CEO Julie Sweet congratulating them. The company had more than $12 billion in revenues for its fiscal second quarter this year and 537,000 employees as of February 28, 2021. Now, what was called data sciences a decade ago has more popularly become AI and ML today. I spoke to Dhruvil Sangui, co-founder and CEO of Loginex, about how his university data sciences project became a company in logistics automation with customers around the globe. Here's what he said. So Dhruvil, thank you so much for making time. Welcome to the show. I guess we could start uh, with uh, a brief uh, update on your work, what you started out with and where you are today. And then Absolutely. Thanks for having uh, having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and Forbes. Um, you know, I, I think you know overall. Uh, you know, it's, this is the sixth year of, of our journey uh, for me and Manisha in running Loginex. I remember, uh, you know, still back in 2015 when it was day one for us. Um, SaaS was a very new thing. Logistics and home deliveries was a very new thing. 
uh, but the whole vision that we had, it kind of worked out very well in a timely manner, right? Um, uh, back in 2015, uh, while we were still, you know, ordering from e-commerce, while um, while last mile delivery was still a thing, it was not as big as it is today in 2021. And, and one of the biggest reasons to this change, unfortunately, has has been um, has been the pandemic that we saw over the last 12 to 14 months. Um, but owing to that, we have been able to grow our business uh, multifold uh, over, over recent times. And uh, we've also been truly global organization with having customers in more than 15 countries, uh, having users more than in, in more than 50 countries. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you started out uh, you know, trying to solve and uh, how that was evolved. Absolutely. I think, uh, so Manisha and my background goes back till 2010, uh, just to give uh, you know, a, a quick reiteration on that where both of us graduated from uh, this one of the best universities in the US, which is called Carnegie Mellon University. And um, they have a very interesting program on data sciences. I remember in 2010, uh, data sciences was the word which had, uh, you know, which was the precursor to these two terms called AI and ML, artificial intelligence and machine learning, as we all keep using repeatedly these days in the industry. Uh, but data sciences is, is the kind of the backbone to it. Uh, we had our academic backgrounds to that. I remember our uh, professors telling us not to use uh, you know, data sciences or AI or ML words too much in the market while hunting for a job because you naturally end up in a research job and not a business job because these skill sets were still very much on the research side at that point in time. Fast forward 2015, uh, Manisha and I both had worked in uh, some of the largest of the organizations uh, in the planet, uh, on the planet, uh, for, namely IBM and Deloitte. And we were helping our customers, uh, which were retail companies um, in the US to go e-commerce, to go online. When, we were, when they were trying to reinvent their model from uh, purely offline and brick and mortar sales to online sales. And this is again, the era of 2010 to 2015. By the end of 2015, we realized that more, there's a lot of new age companies are entering the retail market, which are reinventing the business and doing the business completely online and even running their business completely online, where e-commerce is not just a channel to them. Technology is just is, is a way to operate their business. Um, some of these names included Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates. Uh, in, uh, in, in US, these are the US-based uh, companies. In India, there are companies like Delivery, uh, Ecom Express, uh, or even a lot of food tech companies like Zomato, Swiggy. They were all starting up at that point in time or had reached a, a decent scale, but not a large scale. Uh, and the similar trend we saw across the world. Uh, in Southeast Asia, we had saw companies like Grab, Gojack scaling up. In Middle East, we saw companies like Kareem uh, and whatnot, you know, uh, scaling up. In Europe, we saw companies like uh, Delivery, Delivery Hero, and so on. And the, the fundamental theme was that these companies were again, you know, run, uh, seeking orders online from the customers and also running their entire business online without any human intervention. And that is something that their you know, they're, they're traditional players in their segments. Uh, for example, the likes of FedEx, UPS, uh, you know, Ryder, Schneider, or in India, Mahindra Logistics, uh, or, or, or Reliance Logistics, or, or you name any other traditional player who have been in the business for you know, uh, you know, years, if not decades, and have seasoned business models. But none of these large incumbents used to run their businesses in an online or tech-enabled manner. While these new age, uh, new age companies were coming into the play and were able to uh, you know, clearly 
outpace them in terms of growth and efficiencies and customer experience. Uh, and that's where exactly we saw an opportunity in 2015 that if we go and um, build a platform which incumbents can use, which large and traditional companies can use in this space of deliveries and logistics, then we can really make them compete with these new age players and not put them and not uh, you know uh, and reduce the risk to uh, for them to go out of business because of this competitive threat. And that with that uh, logic, we started in 2015. We started selling in India and in Southeast Asia. Um, we quickly scaled up to US operations as well, which is where our headquarters was. And then uh, we kept on kind of, you know, adding more and more customer base. So as of now, we have more than 100 customers uh, across multiple countries that I already talked about. And uh, we have been fairly on the same path as we started to walk on, which was to digitize and automate the world of transportation. It could be B2B transportation or could be home deliveries. Uh, but digitizing it, automating it for the incumbents so that they can compete against the newest players is what we are doing now. This uh, idea of uh, automating all these multiple processes, what is the extent to which automation has penetrated uh, logistics today? Right. So let me give a relatable example, right? For example, uh, so we work with um, McDonald's uh, in more than um, 10 countries right now across the world. And these countries range from uh, very emerging countries like um, like Vietnam to very developed countries like North American countries like US and Canada. And what McDonald's does used to do before they started working with Loginex is that they completely rely on this third party food aggregators like Uber Eats and Grubhub to get the orders from the customers and also dispatch the drivers to the end customer to, to get the food uh, food delivered. What we do now for customers like McDonald's and for McDonald's included is that we basically build an Uber Eats or Swiggy for them where they can capture orders directly from their customers. And it's a white label platform. So what customers see is a McDonald's.com kind of an e-commerce front end. Then they can go and pick and choose their burgers. And once that is done and they put their address, it automatically tells the customer how quickly the food is going to arrive which is a very similar experience that Uber Eats or Uber Cabs have been giving all the customers for years now. But finally, even large incumbents like McDonald's can directly give it without having a dependency on these aggregators. So that's number one piece of automation where we have to calculate the ETA of, uh, of how who's the nearest driver is and which is the nearest store uh, where the burger or the food will be picked up from. And then that input goes into a kitchen level details. For example, once a, a time is promised to you, let's say the food will arrive in 32 minutes, then the 32 minutes has to be broken down to multiple parts. First part is the pickup leg. That means the driver has to be assigned an order on its mobile phone so that the driver can go and start driving towards the kitchen or the store. At the same time, the kitchen has to also get a notification uh, where they can start preparing the burger and the meal. And both this time has to overlap so that the moment driver reaches the restaurant or the kitchen or the store, the food is ready exactly at that point in time or very similar to that point in time. Then the driver picks up and goes to the customer. Uh, now there could be more complexities. For example, there could be two different restaurants you may have picked up the food to be ordered from. Let's say McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's in one of many of the countries have multiple brands and not just McD as a brand. So the customer may pick a, a, a burger and uh, maybe a milkshake, which is from another brand. 
So how do you really make two different pickups happen to two nearby stores and then ultimately deliver to the same customer within the same 32 minutes of committed time as per our example. Uh, and all these again has to be automated where, uh, you know, when, when you go to the store, uh, all the stores have to be ready with the food. Uh, when you go to the store, there might be more drivers waiting to pick up the food as well. So you have to scan your food item barcode as well to make sure you're picking up the right package. When you go and deliver to the customer, even customer has to be verified with a one-time password to make sure that they are delivering the food to the right customer. Uh, then you have to make sure that you basically take customer's uh, signature when you deliver the food to make sure that you deliver to the right person. Uh, there's a lot of other features, for example, driver safety, right? Like the contactless deliveries as we call it. So the moment driver reaches the customer, the customer should know, uh, re get a notification versus driver calling the customer that, hey, you know, I'm here down your building or outside your community, can you come and pick it up? Uh, instead of that kind of an experience, an automated call or an automated SMS should go to the customer so that the customer knows when to really go downstairs or come out of their house to kind of come and pick it up, pick up the food. Uh, and you know, I can go on and on for there are multiple small examples of uh, automation that plays in a sequence of chains and sequence of execution to really make this fulfillment happen. Hmm. Uh, I mean, so we, I, I get the general idea that uh, the technology that you build, built uh, helps uh, in digitalizing a lot of processes for your customers and uh, in automating various processes. Uh, but can you explain a little bit about what is the core technology that Loginex uh, has built over the years? Our core technology is basically, uh, as we call it, um, is a platform as a service, PaaS, uh, which is a variation of SaaS, right? Which is software as a service. Uh, the platform basically runs on um, two core algorithms. One is called a scheduling algorithm and second is called uh, a routing algorithm. These two algorithms uh, together drives the entire decision-making process, starting from order capturing to again, ETA calculation, dispatching, deciding drivers, how many drivers, capacity utilization, ETAs, uh, customer notifications, all of it gets driven by, by these two key algorithms. These two algorithms were developed by uh, me and Manisha when we were back uh, in our college, you know, back in the CMU days in 2010, uh, at a very school project level, uh, you know, kind of an accuracy. Uh, which we, you know, uh, which we took as an input in 2015 when we uh, started building the uh, the company formally. Um, we of course hired some more, uh, you know, uh, data scientists to kind of add more flavors to it. Which means, how do you make these algorithms more configurable for different category of goods? For example, uh, if how food gets delivered is not how an e-commerce package gets delivered because food gets delivered in 30 to 45 minutes versus e-commerce package gets delivered during any time during the whole day. So it doesn't have to be within 30 minutes itself. Versus how furniture gets delivered, where it's not only one person delivering it, it could be more than two people also coming to your pace for assembly and delivery and unloading and loading and whatnot. Uh, so every category is different, every customer is different, even every geography is different. For example, how logistics happen in India is different than Thailand versus Singapore versus US versus Dubai versus UK and whatnot. Um, so all these different variations of uh, categories, time zones, currencies, geographies, uh, different map sources, uh, driver behaviors, customer behaviors, all of it has to be considered 
to uh, into these two all of these are considered in these two core algorithms and then we have built a you know easy to use user interface on top of it uh, because we strongly believe that uh, you know all these interesting softwares while they all sound very good on paper usually these uh, technologies are technologies are very complex to use so we have tried to add a very simple layer on top of it so that for the end user which is a business user for us um, um, you know a user in a company like mcdonalds or any other customer that we may have uh, how can they consume this and 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 look at the dashboard in a much easier manner so that's something that we have done on top of it and uh, that's what we call as our platform which is the core technology we built over the last 5 to 6 years hmm. uh, just to give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations uh, i know you already spoke about the multiple countries and uh, customers obviously uh, but maybe if you can tell us how many transactions your platform handles every day or every second or whichever way you think is a good way to look at it sure absolutely so we currently have more than um, 100000 users on our platform these are all business users who are paid business users um, and they get a seat on our on our web dashboard or they could be one of the drivers or dispatchers using our software in you know in one of these companies uh and the number of orders that we process or transactions that we process is uh reaching 10 million per day um so that's the number of orders that we uh process across the world uh, on a daily basis hmm and in comparison uh what is the size of the market in which you operate it's really huge so you know a lot of uh, companies start with this large number large large number saying that uh now 13% of india's gdp is logistics right and 10% of world gdp is logistics now that's a very large number because that results into multi trillion dollar market but that when we say use the word logistics uh, it is a very vast word right it has ocean freight air freight rail freight ground freight last mile deliveries across all the categories we don't do all of it we only focus on high frequency ground transportation which means any sort of transportation or deliveries which happens on a daily basis in a higher frequency versus you know moving something like a truck load of coal or steel is something we would not uh, typically be very useful at uh, it would be more useful on the last mile delivery which is like uh, which which has like hundreds of thousands of products coming every single day and what not um so 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 you know overall our market currently we estimate our market size to be 5 billion dollars across the world uh, which is the current enterprise software spend by all the companies which are into this high frequency ground transportation business which is again a fractional of the large logistics business or logistics market in general and we think we have we have roughly reached right now you know we we recently started to kind of do some market share analysis as well uh, we think that we are reaching roughly 5% of market market share um, of this current market Uh, but this is again a very recent uh, study that we are going through right now as we speak hmm. uh, what are the next big steps uh, at large next uh, no great question for us the biggest step right now is to um, enable as many retailers as possible to um, to be able to fulfill same day or next day to their customers the biggest challenge we are seeing post pandemic is where most brick and mortar businesses have had a big hit small medium or large all of them 
and especially in different countries uh, it has the effect has been uh, differently lasting for example india still has a big impact on brick and mortar thailand has a big impact on brick and mortar still indonesia has it us has evolved very quickly but the behavior consumer behavior has changed forever where nobody is really entering the stores anymore the storefronts are all empty uh, people are going out and eating but only at the fine dining restaurants not at the at the fast food restaurants anymore Uh, so the consumer behaviors have changed significantly over last 12 to 14 months over getting things delivered to them now and today not even tomorrow uh, but that's what we are helping uh, all the retailers to do and we are getting tons of inbound interest from across the world and our job is to work with as many enterprises as as we can to enable them to start fulfilling same day and next day most of the companies that we work with they either were never into e-commerce business or they were doing a 3 to 5 day kind of fulfillment which is no longer uh, accepted by their customer base you know everybody wants it much faster so and that's that's the struggle they go through because the, the faster they try to make it uh, they end up making it more expensive or end up adding too many people to the process uh, which again adds cost to it uh, and reduces the speed and you know adds delay possibility and what not so that's something we help them with and the biggest challenge we face is that uh, most of these uh, you know enterprises um, they take uh, they have a lot of legacy processes uh, and a legacy systems in place because they have been operational businesses for years and decades so they can't really you know uh, you know uh, just buy buy a software or a platform and start automating everything overnight they have to go through a transformation themselves and logenext is a part of the transformation they have to do a process transformation also so they often work with other parties other than logenext to really help them go through a organization wide change and not just the technology wide change so that's something we are trying to and that's 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 one of our biggest milestone on you know how much how much we can consume of this demand but from a numbers perspective you know we have been growing 100% year on year over last uh, you know 3 years now uh, we do want to grow at the same rate which is 100% year on year for next 3 years at least um we uh, we are currently doubling our team size in india in us uh, in dubai and malaysia um we are currently uh, you know also expanding heavily with our existing customer base uh, and our target is to cross more than 500 enterprise deployments across these 15 core countries that we are operating out of uh, over next 3 years sounds good uh, thank you so much uh, druvil sounds good sir thank you for having me that was druvil sangvi co-founder and ceo of logenex that's it for this briefing You can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com or on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.